0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights the work of community leaders, tech entrepreneurs, nonprofit professionals, and talent development advocates in Tulsa. Grow With Us is a podcast of In Tulsa. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are talking to Laziz Askaroff, the co-founder of Relance and a participant in the Builders and Backers program. Laziz and I discuss our collective experiences in Builders and Backers and New U programs. We reflect on our interactions within the Tulsa artistic community, and we explore Laziz's work in connecting artists to support services that can amplify their impact and reach. Welcome to another episode of Grow With Us. Laziz, I'm so excited to have you on this episode today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for the opportunity, Evan. I'm excited for our conversation.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. I've I've had the opportunity to kind of like know you and meet you in I think the like most organic way possible at like a, an event, a networking event, and then kind of like s- seeing you in the ecosystem doing things like... We are going to get to this kind of uh, later on in the conversation, but we've actually done like two different programs now at the same. it's pretty
1: crazy. We're both in cohort. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> we're, we're doing things and I'm excited to kind of reflect and talk about um, like your journey with those and also totally. kind of share a little bit about mine as well. But uh, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm really glad you're here. Yeah, so, I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and just jump in, uh, you know, with your story and kind of an introduction to yourself. Just tell us. Um, your story in whatever way you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, totally. So my name is Laziz Askarov. I'm originally from Uzbekistan, born in 98. Man, it's been a while now. <laughs> quarter of a decade. Um, No, quarter of a century. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yes. I was I'm right like, there That with, didn't I'm, sound right.
0: I'm right there with you. <laughs> and I understood. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: that's all that matters. So... I was born in Uzbekistan, but then me and my family, we ended up traveling a lot. So I ended up growing up in Argentina, kind of in between Argentina and Brazil. So I did my kindergarten, went to Russian kindergarten, then started Spanish Argentinian elementary school. Wow. Went for four years in person, and then I ended up doing it online before we moved back. And I did the latter half of my middle school in a Russian middle school before coming to the States for high school. Okay. So it was very, I think, a unique childhood. Yeah. And growing up and changing the scenery so many times and almost like the cultures being so radically different to each other. And I think just like learning to, you know, adjust and go with the flow and embrace the excitement of the newness and like meeting new people, but also the hardships, right? That come with it of learning a new language, needing to make new friends, especially during the times when you're a kid. Yeah. And making friends is important. And having that group is important, but when it's constantly changing, yeah, kind of it's hard. To, yeah, yeah, it's hard to anchor yourself in yeah. any sort of way. Yeah. So, yeah. But then after finishing high school here at Victory Christian okay. down south, I was like, "Hey, I'll be leaving Tulsa. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm staying." And. The reason for that was I grew up in all the big cities in the world in Buenos Aires, Rio de Janeiro, lived a little bit in Moscow, Tashkent, so millions of people. Yeah. And coming to Tulsa was almost like coming to a village. Yeah. I was just just like, man, there is nothing to do here. Yeah. Especially looking back in 2013.
0: 10 years ago. I 10 mean, years yeah. ago,
1: Tulsa was a completely different place. Yeah. And I remember after classes, I would finish school at 3:15 and I would ask my friends like, "Hey, like what is there to do? Like, do you guys want to go <laughs> Where out are we going? And do something?" <laughs> yeah, like, "What are we doing?" Like, yeah. "What's the plan?" And everyone would just go home. Yeah. And just either watch TV or just hang out at home and I was just so disappointed in that and I was just like man like what what is it out there that I can do here in the city yeah and one thing kind of led to another initially me and three other friends one Russian American two Ukrainian friends that met in high school who ended up starting a pottery business that we worked on for two years two and a half years and that's something that kept me for a little bit after high school and yeah. Tulsa. But then after that, just like one thing after the other kept coming up. And now my perspective is so different on the city. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to be here. I think it's filled with opportunities and the vision that the leaders in the city have is amazing. Yeah. And I think now Tulsa is in a place where it's being shaped and molded into something very unique. And I want to be a part of that process, especially within the arts community. Yeah, Because I believe that we have so much talent in the city, so many artists with such great talents that work within different mediums. And I want to help elevate their voices and help them get to a point where they can self-sufficiently create art as a living. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I, I I love that. I think I'm gonna touch on like one thing in particular, kind of about that like uh that experience of going home from school and being like, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. I bet that was like I bet the, the biggest difference was like your previous experience in other cities and other countries even where like there probably is, there probably are so many options. There's right. kids running around and the, the kids after school, they all go do this. You know, they go to a, I don't know this, I'm going to make some stuff up. They go to an arcade or they mm-hmm. go play soccer or whatever. And like, I really do think that American and school system and, 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 I guess I'll just sp- say specifically about Tulsa, like there kind of is this like, um, individual. It's individualized yeah. uh, so much, and and not necessarily community based, totally by by any means, which is really interesting. And I, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting that you felt that disappointment. You know that yeah. just Noting on that part specifically, because I do think that that would be something that I would be like well, I thought we were, go- I thought all the kids did this. You right, know, it's, right. It's, it would be jarring. Absolutely. Exactly. And uh, and then to touch on kind of to the thing that you've mentioned at the end about the arts community, that's that's primarily the vein in which I um, like first met you and mm-hmm. knew your passions and things like that. And over the past year and a half, like I've started to see myself like in this scene as well. And also like, you know, loving the art, the art scenes that, that, tulsa has to offer and mm-hmm. seeing like seeing and knowing it's yeah. not just seeing the art it's knowing the people creating it too totally um those connections that we can make and and i have made and i know that you've made as well um it's it makes me approach this whole crazy world and this small big city differently yeah because yeah yeah we have the opportunity to know people that and know and support people that we really mm-hmm. um, believe in their passions and their their ability to create and express themselves. So I, I love that. Uh, and we're definitely going to talk more about kind of
1: your role and all of that stuff here in a little bit. Um, well, well, isn't it fascinating that I think, so I remember we met at Atento. Mm-hmm. And was it, I think it was before the pandemic. I rem- Well,
0: I moved back uh, from Tulsa, or I moved back to Tulsa in, to uh, in March of twenty twenty. And so I was so it. it was it was after the pandemic for sure. Okay. My first memory of you was meeting you at AHA at a networking event. Oh yes, um, yes,
1: it was AHA. Yes. My bad. And
0: you gave me a sticker for yes, five pounds and then I yes. had my water bottle. <laughs> And then we saw each other at the gym. And then we thought yeah. like it literally just it just kept happening, it's which so is so funny. cool. Yeah. Um also my friend Gabe, uh that you that I think you know, yeah, th- yeah, I was yeah. just at his house earlier. He said hello. Thanks. <laughs> hello, Gabe.
1: <laughs> hope you're watching this. <laughs> I hope he is too. Um, uh,
0: but yeah, I think I think kind of zoning in on Tulsa as a player and all of this, too. He said that your, your Tulsa experience started in high school mm-hmm. um, and kind of is now. Extended into almost a ten-year journey in some totally. ways. So, what what has that relationship been like with with Tulsa? You know how and how has it kind of changed for you over time?
1: Yeah, I think it it was very interesting. Like, I totally didn't see myself staying in the city the first three years that I was here in Tulsa, and. I believe just because I didn't know how to get connected and plugged in with the things that were going on at the time. Mm -hmm. And once I started making that shift and really connecting and seeing what's going on in the community, supporting and getting to know the people that are within the community. I think that started shifting my perspective over time. And I think now that I am so connected with the things that are happening and the things that I'm passionate about as well, I totally see myself here. Yeah. And I think, but I think that's still the issue for many people because I have many friends here in Tulsa that still complain about, hey, like there's nothing to do today or hey, there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And I just look at them, you know, with this crazy face. It's like, <laughs> are you serious? What do you mean there's nothing going on? Yeah. There's so much going on now, but you have to be in the know. Yeah. Or you, or you have to want to put yourself
0: out there. Yeah. I mean, I really think that that's kind totally. of how it comes down to. Like, I think for some people that are longtime Tolsons or, and, and this might be the same, this might be uh, the same insert city, you know, mm-hmm. longtime resident of your own city you, you think you know it all. <laughs> yeah, you, you think that you understand what's going on here, there, mm-hmm. and you know. I I don't like going and doing these things, or you know, this is the same thing they've been doing yeah. for a long time. But like, I, I where where cities are at right now, and I I now I will zone in specifically on Tulsa, where Tulsa is at right now. There is a new thing popping up every every week, every month. I mean, where uh, just to place us in the time machine. We're here in, on December 15th, you know, right around mm-hmm. the Christmas time. And for the first time, like, in my lifetime, the, the Guthrie Green is now, like, Holly Jolly Christmas or whatever, mm-hmm. which is a Quick Trip-sponsored thing. Well, Holly Jolly Christmas is so <laughs> cool. It's so cool over there. Yes, Like, that is a, that, I know that's, like, a very silly thing to, mm-hmm. be, be like, mention as, like, oh, there's things to do or whatever, like, yeah. go to Holly Jolly Christmas at the Guthrie Green. But I, I think it's it's... It's lending itself to your point, too, about like, mm-hmm. you do have to know and you have
1: to want to know. Totally. I completely agree with you. And I want to ask you, like, what made you get connected? Like, once you got back to Tulsa, was it just natural? Were you like, hey, like, let me see what's going on and like, let me start going out and yeah, connecting with people? Or like, what was your mindset?
0: yeah i definitely my mindset has been i think since i got back to tulsa and kind of uh in my four years away at college like it was really understanding who i am and then Mm -hmm. coming back to tulsa was like understanding who i am in my hometown in my in a a place that i call home and so i I think that unfortunately i had to also do that within a pandemic Mm -hmm. (laughs) one that i was taking you know, pretty seriously, yeah. uh, because of how serious it was, and and, right. and it is. I mean, we're not out of the pandemic by any means. COVID is still affecting people mm-hmm. um, and things like that. But my, my approach in engaging in the community and trying new opportunities was like, I have to, I have to find a community. I yeah. want to find a community because community means everything to me. Yeah, I have found so many communities here mm-hmm. in in town. Um, and that's been, it's been exciting to see like, oh, there's this arts community over here. There's this indigenous community over here. There's this queer uh-huh. community over here. There's this entrepreneurial community over here. There, there really are these different things kind of all working and, and growing at the same time. I think, and I will be honest about this. And I'm, I wonder if you share this, mm-hmm. uh, sentiment. I think that something that I have found a little bit like frustrating and challenging but also exciting. I know mm-hmm. there are a lot of adjectives for, the, uh-huh. for this that I'm going to go into. But the thing about Tulsa is that it is almost a blank canvas in some in something in some regards. Right. Um. The things that I was, you know, seeking in a city after college, and you know, mm-hmm. where am I going to start my life? Right. I was wanting those things to already exist. Mm. And in Tulsa, we in the past three years, so like we're talking about, so many new things have started right. up. And so there's a little bit of frustration in the fact that, you know, you have to be a part of building it or you have to be a part of like creating this infrastructure and build it and then they'll come that mindset. It's exciting because... You get to build it and, mm-hmm. and be a part of the community and and, and what it stands for. Yeah. Um, but that I think there's a little bit of a push and pull with like who I am as a person of like mm-hmm. where I can plug in and where I feel comfortable building. Totally. And I'm still navigating that.
1: Yeah. No, I. Th- I mean, I think that takes time. Totally. Like finding yeah. your exact spot, especially in the current system or place where we're at. Yeah. As a city. I think it can be challenging because it is almost like a blank canvas that's being painted on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the cool thing is that it is that. Yeah, exactly. Because we can truly create something amazing and something unique. And yeah, I think like Tulsa, the community and the city has been very unique and very special yeah. in terms of the support that they provide to each other but also this common mindset that everyone currently has of like hey tulsa is becoming something yeah like let's make sure it's something really cool yeah and something great that will attract more people and would put Tulsa on the map. Yeah. Really?
0: In in, in kind of all of those different and all aspects, All of the spheres. The, the, business, yeah. the, arts, the, the business, the arts, the entertainment. The
1: arts, all of it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And, and it's interesting because it's also, I think, there's a lot of space to create new things that yeah. don't even exist in other cities. Yeah. And I think the fact that we have the opportunity to do that and Currently, there's just so many opportunities in terms of funding, mm-hmm. so many accelerators available, so much funding in general. Yeah. Funding, but also support, mentorship. Mm-hmm. And people are so accessible here in Tulsa. Yes.
0: Oh, that's, and that's such a just, theme. I love it. Yeah, that.
1: yeah. It's such a beauty because I, I've met so many people just by DMing them. Mm-hmm. Just by sending them a message on LinkedIn or Facebook yeah, and asking them, hey, I'm really interested in the things that you're working on. You seem like a really cool person. I would love to sit down with you and just chat. Yeah, And there's just so many things that came out of some of those relationships that I'm extremely grateful for. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome.
0: Honestly, like how I source guests for this podcast is mostly by LinkedIn message and like (laughs) email outreach. And like, you know, I have had like very few people not Mm -hmm. respond. Like very, very few. Yeah. And, and then the episodes that come from that are so cool. Like, I mean, like this one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let let's kind of dive into one of the, uh, one of the communities and and kind of things that I know that you've been a part of
1: uh, mm-hmm. th-
0: recently, and you've been a part of and helped organize a series of coffee hangouts called Spanish and Coffee. Can you totally. tell us a little bit more about the impact of those chats and how the community is and kind of how it got started?
1: Yeah, totally. So the way it got started is me and one of my good friends Yadira. We were catching up. We just got together. We were just catching up on live because we hadn't seen each other for a few months at that point. And I was back in the beginning of August. And literally one of the thoughts that flew by in the conversation and I had to like stop, pause, and catch it Yum. was, hey, we need something for people to be able to get together or a place for people to get together and practice their Spanish because I've met so many people that have studied Spanish in high school and college but also I've met people that have moved from South American countries, from Central American countries to Tulsa 10 years ago, 15 years ago and they need They need to practice their Spanish. Mm -hmm. They're looking for it, but they just don't know where they can go or where they can gather, where that would be facilitated. Yeah. Because the school setting, from what I've noticed, doesn't really supplement or doesn't really provide much of a space for the conversational aspect of the language. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's the grammar, you know, here are the rules. And they don't really focus on conversation, which I believe is really the most important part of a language. It's like, if you're going to go to Mexico or Argentina or Peru, you just need to be able to speak it. Yeah. You're not going to be writing down. Right. It's like, wait a second, let me write it down. (laughs) That would just be so weird. Yeah. But you being able to speak it, that would be something different. Yeah. I just by having many conversations and meeting people here, I've noticed that as a common thread of like, hey, we want to practice Spanish and like we want to learn it, just don't know where to go. And both of us were sitting talking to each other, and I was just like, hey, like, why don't we just start a group that gets together every Saturday and speak Spanish? Yeah. Keep it super casual have a cup of coffee with it cuz who doesn't love coffee exactly and, and let's a dope just speak venue. <laughs> yeah yeah let's just speak and it was so funny because we i think we were catching up on a wednesday and we had the first like conversational spanish group that same saturday <laughs> and we put out the flyer friday
0: oh wow so it
1: was like the day before I was just like, well, like this is something that will be super casual. Not worried about, you know, how many people will show up. Yeah, but I think fifteen people showed up. That's awesome. That's that very next day, and I was just like, wait a second, like this (laughs) is way more than I other people I was expecting for. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that resonated with people. Yeah, and with a lot of the locals here in Tulsa, but also a lot of native speakers started showing up. Yeah. And I think the beauty of it was that it was so casual and every single week we would talk about different things. Yeah. It ranged from education, culture, to politics, yeah. to football games <laughs> and the World Cup that happened last year and so many like topics. Yeah. And I think the beauty of it was that no matter what our background was, we were all able to just get together, have a great conversation, and leave with new relationships, with new friends that we could come back to, you know, and see each other the next week. Yeah, And, yeah, I met a few really great people that became friends through that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like surprised because some of them would just show up and saying like, hey, I saw it on like the Tulsa Remote Slack or hey, like I just saw the post on Facebook yeah. and I just showed up and I was just like, wow, like, thank you for coming.
0: It's That's awesome. I, I, love, I love hearing all elements of kind of like how grassroots it was and how it just really was coming from this desire and this one conversation that you and a friend have spanish speakers obviously yourselves totally. you know having this like desire to create a environment where people could practice where mm-hmm. we can see what it's like language acquisition is something i'm so so passionate about um i'm excited to start taking i'm taking spanish at tcc next semester amazing i'm um, gonna do like the two-year spanish language certificate program I'm a French minor, so I had Mm -hmm. like I have the classroom experience of learning a language, and that's it. (laughs) And I find that you know, I find that kind of hard to really grasp onto in my memory, you know, Mm because there aren't too many experiences outside of an academic setting where I was practicing the language. Mm -hmm. I was able to build a relationship with someone through the use of the language, Um, and so I'm I'm really kind of excited to take that step uh with spanish in a which is a language that i know the community of tulsa is there's lots of spanish speakers in the community of totally tulsa. um it is like a whole why what it is a, it is like a whole community in 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 this and in, in in tulsa that i'm really really excited to like maybe start connecting with yeah. in, in a different way it's not that i can't connect with them right. through my english but it's like that could be a bridge for us. Totally, us knowing the language. And totally, so you being a part of that. I, I really just want to highlight and, and give you some praise. I think it's super, super cool. Um, if there's anyone listening that wants to to go to them, how often do you do them? Are you still doing them? What's the what's the kind of uh, sitch on that?
1: Totally. So we we paused them for the moment, but we'll be restarting them in 2024. So anyone that's interested, they should just. Get in touch with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. They should see posts about it. Perfect. So, yeah, I believe we're bringing it back the beginning of January. So, I think it's going to be bi-weekly this time because every week got too hectic with all the other things that I'm currently involved in. Yes. And I think next year is going to be even more so <laughs> in, a, in a good way. Yeah. But... At the same time, like I truly value the the group because it's something that I personally need. Yeah. And it's like, so after learning French, have you are you keeping up with it? Like the are you practicing it in no, any way? Or?
0: Honestly, that's the thing. Like it has been difficult to find like a community that would do like French or like speaking French and and baguettes. I know that yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, whatever. <laughs> but there isn't that like opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, there's this whole other thing of like, even if there was this opportunity, mm-hmm. I feel comfortable putting myself out there with a language that I have not studied in six years. Yeah. Or, well, it hasn't been six years. It's been four years. Um, but I studied it for a really mm-hmm. long time and was passionate about learning it, the culture and things like that. It's just, you're so right on with that, like, conversational piece. Is like, it's how you retain it long term. Right. Um, and I never had the opportunity to travel and and speak and speak French. I was only in the class, learning the grammar, yeah, learning the culture um, through books and through mm. movies and things like that, which I, I, I of course enjoyed because um, I like learning. But, yeah, <laughs> but like the practical use of the language is something I'm really mm-hmm. excited to kind of dive into. Um, well,
1: I know that so, every month, I believe there's a group that meets to speak. French. Okay. See. Here we go. And they meet up at Neff Brewing. Oh, perfect. Which is like right next to the boxyard. Yes. So let's go together. Let's do it in January. Yeah, Oof. I think you're gonna see how rusty I, 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 I believe am. it's the second Saturday.
0: But that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'd love to go. L- let's do it let's because
1: do it. I I went there two months ago. I believe I was invited by a friend, and I went through a period where I. Tried to learn French, but I never really went through it. Yeah. Or like fully dedicated myself to it. So I went to the group just kind of with blind eyes, you know, <laughs> not knowing what to expect. I'll pick up on something. I'll pick up yeah. on but what I've realized is when you try to speak, people are so uh, what would be the right word? empathetic mm-hmm. or like they're very open to it receptive and they're yeah, yeah they're very receptive they're yeah. very open to help you mm-hmm. learn and in spite of you making all the mistakes that you can imagine yeah people will be so happy for you yeah and they'll we don't be their english
0: perfectly you. like i i fully recognize that yeah <laughs> that yeah I have, like I like and all the words that I say. I throw a lot of ums in there. Like I, I don't know those those words really don't like translate to totally. other languages. But like that is a part of my English vernacular yes. too. So it, it's so interesting to do the comparatives of I agree. how we speak languages and how languages manifest. So I, I'm down for it. I think we should so go. Yes, let's you, do it. You mentioned uh, some we'll of have your... a few weeks to
1: to brush up our French. Yes, exactly. Before we go, I'll so. get in some
0: Duolingo time for sure. Um, you mentioned some of the other things that you're you're getting started, you're working on. Uh, you're, you've always been a guy that I've known that has, has been doing things and, mm-hmm. and projects. So I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about what you're working on currently and, and some of your current
1: ventures. Yeah, totally. So currently my main occupation is freelance web development. It's what's paying the bills and what's keeping me afloat. But at the same time, I am... Working on a project to facilitate the collaboration between local artists and also entrepreneurs, people that might need their skills and talents, to basically create an easier path for artists to reach a point where they can create full-time and make a full-time living out of their work. Because that's really one of the biggest things. That holds them back. It's like, well, there are a few things that hold them back, but at the same time, that's their dream. Yeah. If you talk to most of the artists here in town, it's like, hey, I don't want to be a billionaire necessarily. I just want to be able to create full time. Yeah. And I started thinking, okay, well, how can, what would the infrastructure look like yeah. to really give the same opportunity to all the artists across the board? because we have we have great programs in Tulsa for artists mm-hmm. be it the Tulsa Arts Fellowship mm-hmm. which is a great program and I saw that they're accepting new applications for 2025 to 2027 so artists that are in town you guys should definitely check it out yeah we have many opportunities but it's a selective system which makes sense because Obviously, it's not something that can be distributed to everyone. Yeah. But at the same time of like, okay, well, what, what are the core elements that all the artists need? Like contract, mm-hmm. like invoice management, timeline management on their projects, especially when they're working with business owners. Yeah. And what is that common thread that in spite of the medium, in spite of the artists or their place in their career, if that makes sense, like if they're five years into their career or they're just getting started, what's that common thread of elements that are the same? Yeah. And what system or like what platform could be created that facilitates artists do those things? Because a lot of times those are the things that we drag to do. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh man, like I need to get the contract done. But it's like, what do I even do? Or like, wait, how do wait, I even yeah. do it? How do I write a contract? Exactly. <laughs> how do I write the a lawyer. contract? Or invoicing. It's like, what is the proper way to set this up? Like, do I want to? How do I accept the money? Right? There's just so many elements to it that artists are usually all over the place with. Yeah.
0: They're wanting to be creatives. Exactly. They're not necessarily business entrepreneurs. Totally. But there is that. The ones that are, I don't want to say successful, but the ones that are able to make that living, make that like a full-time living are the ones that are able to, yes. to really, and I don't even want to say the word legitimize their business because all art is a legitimate business. Totally. Um, but like, I think formalize is, is right. more of the word.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's a crucial part because it can either break break you or make you. Yeah. As a In creative. A and, exactly.
0: Yeah absolutely
1: and it's just an element that everyone needs to have in place yeah. especially within the arts music arts visual arts all of it yeah so that's something that i'm working on and that's actually my idea for builders and backers okay
0: that's what i i figured and i was like i th- i've also heard this pitch um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome and i'm i'm a huge fan um obviously i think uh, some things i want to talk t- touch on specifically about it um, and then we'll kind of get to the B and B part the, about it. Um, one, I I love that there is, I, I, and I think you and I are both doing this in our ideas with builders and backers, uh, and and Jesse included. I'm including him in this. There is like a element of wanting to help creatives be creatives, yes, and, and creating a infrastructure for creatives to operate in a space that is, uh, like I, I think formalized is the right is the right word, yes. because. Despite like how great it is for there to be 800 options for everything, narrowing it down and and finding things that are usable and finding a system and a process that works for you yeah. is is really what kind of unlocks your potential in some totally. ways. Um, I I reflect a lot about like how you know what we're working on is kind of this like podcast network idea and. I reflect a lot about like how, as a creative and as a podcaster, I want to be able to step into this studio, sit down, record this episode, and that's it. Yeah, just go <laughs> home and, sleep. and then
1: just go home and someone else takes care of yeah, it. Yeah, wouldn't and, that be amazing?
0: Well, and, and I'm lucky, and I'm very privileged. Thank you to our in Tulsa folks um, that support this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do that with yeah. this opportunity. And so how am I able to... Think about ways to create that opportunity for other people. It's totally. always what. I, how can I open the door behind me? Yeah. Um. And I and I I definitely think that you're doing that as well, uh, which is super super awesome. And then the next point I wanted to just touch on too, I think there's an such an element too of like creating, like in the same way of like opening the door behind you, but creating an opportunity for people to s- see themselves in this space. Like earlier on, or Mm -hmm. just even see themselves in the space in general. Yeah. Um. Because some of the things that you're talking about, there are people that go to college and are creative and have have an interest in the arts and Mm -hmm. the entertainment industry, or um, you know, create just being a creative. Right. And then you get told very very quickly when you get to college that's not going to make you any money. And yeah. why is that true for some and not for others yeah but then also how can i as someone that has these passions and interests so maybe i don't necessarily want to create the things where i i you know i've been uh, yeah, the money talk has gotten to me or whatever mm. how can i make money supporting the people that I, that i want to be able to make yeah money? like it's all of those questions so I'm i'm really excited for for what you're building and i want to support it as much as they can. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and it's like, at the end of the day, I truly believe that artists and creatives are the leaders of our society in general. Because if you really think about it, artists are the ones that create art. Art is what creates culture, and culture is what dictates our society. It's how we speak, how we think, how we write, Mm -hmm. how we visualize. It's all of it. Yeah. So we need to support the artists if we want to have a great city. Mm -hmm. We need to support the artists if we want to have a great nation. And I think that's just so powerful because, yeah, I mean, artists have such unique perspectives. Yeah. And depending on the artists that we love, we adopt those perspectives. Yeah. And
0: we're, we're influenced by it.: for
1: Totally. Sure. And I'm extremely grateful to be in a place where they're starting to recognize that. They're starting to recognize the importance of supporting the arts and establishing programs that can further support artists. Whether they're just getting started in their careers or they're further down the road and yeah. they're already established and bringing those talents to Tulsa as well. And I think also, like the funny thing about it is Tulsa, the way it's set up, it has so many museums. Mm-hmm. And it's wild to think about the size of the city that Tulsa is and the amount of museums that it has. It's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, and 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 what is cu- being curated in those yeah. museums? We're, yeah, we're you know really close to the Woody Guthrie Center and the Bob Dylan Center. We've also got the Gilcrease Museum, the Philbrook Museum. Um, you know, Philbrook and uh, and the Gilcrease kind of have this focus uh, in many of their like collections and archives mm-hmm. on Indigenous art. Yeah, which is so so cool that that is also approximated totally. in this area. Um. Yeah, I I think it's so. I I think that's an interesting point too. There, there is obviously a reverence for art Mm -hmm. in this community. Yeah. Yeah. And how do we, you know, instead of uh, not that museums like kind of time capsule things. Mm -hmm. I I think museums do a lot of things. There's education. There's they create some accessibility to some of these like really well preserved things. Mm -hmm. Um. But instead of it like. One day, sitting in a museum, how do we facilitate and support the creation of it? Yeah, you know, the life, yeah. the life cycle, kind of can end at a museum. But how do we, how do we start the life earlier? You know, totally. Yeah, totally.
1: And I think for that, there's so many organizations that have been established mm-hmm. that are doing great work within the community to really bring the arts and the artists to the forefront of our community. And some of the recent things that have happened was social creative engine and a creative house by Rebecca, them taking a group of artists to Miami to Art Basel and having them experience that scene, but also collaborate with artists down there and also a creative house doing a internship for artists and california for 2024 which is super exciting that's really cool and yeah like giving the artists here in tulsa the opportunity to go out there collaborate with other artists but to also create and see hey what is california like what is la
0: like why is it successful there and and maybe not here or how can it be successful there and here in a way and I think uh, one last point about like kind of the importance of art and why we're kind of hammering this home, I think, is because, like, I, I think you touched on it very well. Like, art is culture, and art creates culture. And when I think about art, um, art's also pretty political. Um, yeah, you know, art, artists are able to manifest their creativity into commentary on. I, I, that's what I really love about the Tulsa art art scene specifically, as I know that so many artists are in, imbuing their identities into the art that's being created. um and and, and in that it is political. yeah, and, and, and letting people know that, you know, this is my perspective on this. totally and, um i I want to be. I want to be there. I want to support yeah. it, and yeah, it, it's super cool. I'm let's here talk, for it. Let's talk a little bit about builders and backers. Let's do it. Tell me a little bit about your experience in the program and and how things have gone for you so far. We're kind of like I think we're like right in the middle. I would say of like yeah, I would say thirds. we're a
1: little bit further along. Yeah, yeah like two thirds. Two thirds. I think two-thirds I think we're somewhere perfect. in the
0: middle, two to two thirds. Um, with which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but how's it been for you?
1: It's been. Amazing, honestly. I think the the system that they have, the ideology in which they approach problem-solving and entrepreneurship is very unique. Yeah. And it's very easy to execute on. Uh, some of the things that I've noticed from previous experiences before and a friend starting businesses and me having some business experience even before the program— It was very interesting that you don't really think of, like, hey, like, how can I break this problem down into the bare core of it? Yeah. Right. What is it? What's the underlying problem? Yeah. And being able to articulate it very clearly, but also figure out, okay, how do I execute against this problem? And how do I figure out? can this be a sustainable business or not, right? Yeah, does it make like, money? <laughs> right, does it make money? Is this a business? Or is it not a problem that's important enough?
0: Or is it something that is grant-funded right. where I'm able to address this for three months at a time, or totally. three-month intervals or something like that, yeah. but not let necessarily like a full year-long
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's cycle. like, does is this even a problem that people care about? Yeah. Right, I think that's a big one. And most startups failing because they're not really even solving a problem that people care about. Yeah, is a big percentage. I believe it was like over seventy percent of like they throw all the startups that some Crazy failed. numbers, about and I was just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Like this is
0: crazy. And then when you also think about the amount of available capital that goes into yeah. that too, it's like. Oh, it's so crazy! <laughs> but I, I I so agree with you. I, yeah, like, I think the ideology of the program and and how it's walked us through um, dissecting and uh, kind of understanding what our what our approach to the problem is. Yeah. For, uh, first of all, what's the problem? Right. What are you assuming about the problem? And then what is your approach in tackling the problem? Totally is really really cool. I, I last night I had the opportunity to kind of dive into the like doing your funding proposal uh-huh. outline piece, and there's like this wheel. Um, of like problem, idea, your core assumptions, what experiments you're going to run, and then what are you measuring, which is really Mm -hmm. kind of like an amalgamation of like all the activities that we've done. Um, You know, writing that problem statement. My problem statement is three sentences long, which I feel like is so long, but like, I'll read it. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Podcasting in Tulsa does not have infrastructure to support aspiring podcasters, to cross-promote relevant local content to audiences, or to provide accessible space for production in this lack of infrastructure aspiring podcasts may never be actualized and existing productions continue to lose cross-promotional opportunities a sizable demand exists for cross-promotional market expansion for podcasts in the region a well-resourced studio space for production and opportunity creation for aspiring podcasts to be created so that's what we're trying to solve yeah. um i hope it. <laughs> as far as I know, we're on I the right path. It. Good. I'm glad it's, I'm glad yeah. it's legible or, and under, understood. But yeah, and then our idea is to make a network. So mm-hmm. um, it's been really cool. I, I really have enjoyed this process. Yeah. I, I, I love the, I, I think what's so interesting about it too is the whole you get out of it what you put into it. Right. That being so real. Um, I have had the opportunity, I think that is so real in so many different ways. And it, it just kind of like being re emphasized through this yeah. program. Um, it's just a good reminder of like life is what you it really it's is what you get out of what it you really get out is. of it what you put into yes it. and seeing so many other people passionate about their problems their yeah. or the problem that they see and want to solve totally um is so so cool and I, and I really think that our everyone on the builders and backers team um is is very encouraging and yeah you know i was as cheesy as it sounds, but uh, and like yeah, to be fair, they're the only ones that responded to my uh, like uh, experiment announcement on Declaration Day earlier oh. this week. But all four, like four of the builders, responded, yeah. and we're like, yeah. "These are great ideas." Nick was like, "Boom, boom, boom, we have yep. a, we have a good experiment here," and I'm yep. like, "Okay, thank you for validating me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I think only the builders responded to my declaration as well, <laughs> and I was just like, hey. "I gave you an emoji." <laughs> I think I gave you a heart. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, because I I read through it and I'm excited to see the execution of it. Yeah. And and I think, and likewise. And I think, yeah, uh, the great thing about the program is this is also something that we can implement in our lives. Yeah. Right. And the problems that we experience as individuals as well. Yeah. And I think that's the power of it. Right. And the iteration of it, I think, is so important. Yeah. And, how can like now? I'm thinking about okay. How can I truly master this methodology and really implement it as almost like a second thought, right? Yeah. Of like without even thinking of then like, second hey, nature. This right, is how I nature. approach a problem. Totally, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, let's break this down. What are our assumptions? Yeah. How can we test against those assumptions? Mm-hmm. How what? can we track the results? Yes. And let's move forward from there. I was like, what are some of the other, other things they asked? Does it
0: work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can it make money? <laughs> Does anyone want it? These are yeah. all good questions.
1: Those are valid questions. But then at the same time, it's like, how how can we test those ver- those things very quickly, right? Yeah. It's like, we don't have to get everything started. Yeah. To see if there is a demand or not. <laughs> yeah, you can't
0: stand up all the legs and yeah, at once. yeah. No, that's that's so important. It's it's so cool. I I mean, I hope th- I hope anyone in builders and backers listens to this feels good. And and if you're curious about the program, um, there's so many ways uh, you could reach out to. I'm sure Lizzie. Yeah, and I both would, us. would love to share. Um, even more about our experience and also like a way to get uh, connected there, doing some great things totally. um, in tulsa and 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 also in other communities. So yeah. there might be an opportunity for you to get involved in builders and build some backers in your respective community
1: for sure. Um, and they recently announced a new program for which uh, is for mobility, mobility, which is yeah. super
0: cool. public transit. let's totally. Who wants to solve that? Yeah, <laughs> so, so many so people. <laughs> Anyone that has
1: any ideas on how can we better navigate our cities, our neighborhoods, our communities yeah. They have a perfect program for it. Yeah. To so. test them
0: ideas. It's awesome. Um, let's w- let's wrap up this conversation um with one last uh programmatic <laughs> question. Yeah. Um We kind of also had the opportunity to be a part of another program at this kind of at the at the same time in the same yes. cohort um at the top of the year, which was the new you program. I'd love for you to kind of tell me what your biggest takeaways from that. And you know, it's It's been almost a whole year since we started it. Mm -hmm. Um, How has the 2.0 version of yourself approached 2023?
1: Yes. I was actually reflecting about this the beginning of the month. So two weeks ago. Yeah. And I, you know, I I was looking at my vision board. And Mm -hmm. I I still uh, have my room. (laughs) And I was looking at it and I was like, wow, like. Truly, a lot has changed this year,
0: yeah.
1: and I'm excited to it. And I think one of the big things is that I'm really leaning to into who I am as an individual, and yeah. I think I have a very clear vision to who, what type of individual of an individual I want to become, and just being able to move towards that goal on a daily basis is very empowering yeah. and just like knowing that okay like I am doing me like yeah. I am being authentic and I'm working towards my dreams, my vision for life and the program was really has really helped me clarify that. Yeah. It really kept me on track with the vision board and some of the other exercises that we've done throughout it, it's like getting to know who we are personality-wise, but also it's like, who do we want to become? Yeah, yeah. Like, who, who is Laziz? And although I haven't reached all of the goals, right? Yeah. It's a daily thing that I'm moving towards. And some of the goals that I've put to, for myself is a daily goal. Yeah. Right. It's not even like, hey, like I will be 175 pounds and lean and this and that. But it's more like, what type of a lifestyle do yes. I want to have? And what type of characteristics as an individual do I want to embody?
0: Yeah. No, I, I think I, that's exactly, I, I, I feel the exact same way about kind of new you helped me figure out how to. How to, not how to be me I, but in a way right <laughs> how to be me i totally get that how yes. to be me and how to want to be a version of me that i can see myself becoming totally and that is i have had so many i've had a really challenging year i've had mm. a i've had a year of Immense change, yeah, and things that I wasn't that that, that weren't on my uh, my vision board that happened uh-huh. and, you know, what did happen, though, mm-hmm. was that I was me and me more confidently in every one of those situations that life threw at me because I had taken the time to really understand who i who I wanted to be and I love that. and all that. so. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I, I, New U has aff- afforded me and awarded me so many opportunities. I now um, work with uh, like three other people from our cohort are That's in my amazing. office, which is awesome. One of them is one of my really close coworkers, um, and we met from New Who U. Is it? Brooke Smart, she and I work together at Campus Tulsa now, um, which oh, is yeah, yeah. so cool. And uh, shout out to Brooke Smart. We're gonna get you on Grow with Us one of these days. Um, but yeah, it's it's been just to be connected that program and have been an alumni it's i I will always recommend it to anyone anyone that is curious about more about what we're talking about why why we feel empowered in the way that we do why we feel this sense of self um it is not only empowering it is encouraging and i don't know it doesn't make it doesn't solve everyone's problems and i don't think that's the intent of the program um but it's to inspire people to feel like they can or totally. to feel like you have you have the reins. Right. I think that sometimes that was really a lot of what the program kind of helped me realize is that like I could let life pass me by. Yeah. and not be a part of it and just let things happen or I could have a say in every single thing that I that that happens to me, right. you know, or, or like I want to. Have, I don't know. There, there really, yeah. is, there really are some inarticulate, inarticulated thoughts about it. But um, I, I have lots of reflections and on, really only positive things. Yeah, say about no, it. totally.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. I think our. Well, I personally like going back to what you said earlier. And everything you do, you get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a clear example to my personal experience in the program because I was very excited to do the vision board and to go through the activities and I was present there every single time. Although, you know, there were like two weeks that I was like, man, I was having issues with my car and I was like, I don't know will I get there or not? So I made it work and I'm so glad that I did Yeah, because I can clearly see the results that it has had in my personal life. And I'm just excited with this new year approaching is doing almost like an addition to my vision board and like a refinement process of, because not many things have changed in terms of the vision that I have for myself, but I think updating that and just doing the exercise to regain that clarity, yeah, right, and regain that vision, and have that right in front of you that you can then look at yeah. every morning that I wake up. I think that's just so powerful. Yeah,
0: it, he gave us the tools to do. He that. did. And, he did. And and why it's important to do that exactly. And- we're, we're talking about Aaron Wiggum, the 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 genius. Behind you're New amazing, year. Aaron. We love Aaron. <laughs> um, always gets a shout out on this podcast. Go listen to New You Voices. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I I so I love that. I, I think you're you're so right on. We we have the tools, and and revisiting that is is going to be how we continue to be in charge of our own that's Totally. You know, in charge of our and our lives. So I love it. We've definitely gone on so many directions and uh, and we've talked about a lot of things. I really, really appreciate you having you know so many candid conversations with me about just multiple different things, Lizzie. Um, Is there anything you want to plug? Any, anything that you want to share with our listeners about what you're working on or what you might be working on in the future and how they can get involved?
1: Totally. Uh, well, one of the things that I want to mention is as we're talking about New You, as we're wrapping that conversation up, uh, there's also a program called Soy Mas, and it's for any of the Latino folks out there that want to get plugged in into the community, but also want to gain that clarity on like who they are. It's a very similar program, but it dives more into the emotional self-development portion awesome. of like who you are as an individual. And it's ran by three wonderful ladies, friends of mine. And I recently actually finished that as well. I went through it because Yadira, one of my friends that helped start the conversational Spanish club, she she runs it. She hosts. Oh, cool, cool. And she was like, "Hey, like you should do this." And I was like, "Okay, cool. I'll do it. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Sign me up. Where do like what do you need me to fill out?" But it's a great program. I definitely recommend New You for everyone. And currently. I'm working on building the platform that facilitates the collaboration between artists. So if you wanna follow me on Instagram, I'll be posting updates there soon. And this is something that I want to be building with the community. So I'll be making announcements on all of my social media platforms here within the next few weeks. And I really wanna build a product with the community that solves the problems that the community has. yeah. Because I believe we have the talent on the tech side, but also the art side. And now how can we come together to build this necessary infrastructure yeah. that all of us are needing across the board? And what does that look like, right? Because I have an idea of like, what the functionalities will be like and all of those things. But I want to have clarity and also the engagement yeah. of the community. And it's like, hey, like, do you guys think this is useful? Like, yeah. would it be useful to you? And build it together because at the end of the day, it's for the community. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's exciting time. I we think 2024 will be yeah. amazing And yeah, definitely have some experiments to run.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you, Evan. Thank you so much, Laziz. I really appreciate you being on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Grow With Us is supported by inTulsa initiatives. If you're interested in learning more about inTulsa services for job placement and workforce development, please visit talent.intulsa.com. From there, you can join our talent network where you'll get access to our newsletter and our talent team will make sure we put the right opportunities on your radar. We put the choice to pursue a new career and opportunities in your hands. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing, it really helps. Grow With Us is edited and engineered by Rant9 Productions and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us.